Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Dodger Rep 360 here on the AfterBuzz TV. It was a little bit of a rough week for the Dodgers, going two and four. Let's talk about it, and especially these game against the Giants. You're watching AfterBuzz Dodger Rep 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, Dodger fans. Whew. Rough week this week. Rough week. Two and four week. Two losses to the uh, hated Giants over the weekend. And both uh, both, uh, both rough, bad losses. Uh, and no bats against the Rockies this week. The bats were very quiet. I think in, I think in three games, we had ten hits altogether in three games. Whew. Where are the Dodger bats? Do they need to pick up another bat? Uh, Justin Turner looked like he may come out of his slump a little bit. You know what, that nice home run the other day against the Giants, but uh, today, nothing from him. It's, uh, it's been an ongoing problem, the, uh, the Dodgers and their lack of scoring. I mean, as a team, they are only hitting 238, or excuse me, 232. Uh, if, <laughs> if this continues, right now they're 28th in the league, not far off from being dead last. Uh, if this continues, it will be their worst average as a team since 1989 what can we do what can Turner Ward the hitting coach and some of these guys do to help the Dodgers with better situational hitting I mean today alone AJLS came up two guys on no outs double play uh it's it just seems to be it's a pattern it's not uh, it's it's not an anomaly anymore this is a pattern we have it's uh it's rough I mean People talk about Ryan Braun being out there. You know, maybe you give up uh, somebody to snag him. I mean, it's a lot of money left on a deal, but uh, hey, you never know. You need you need a consistent bat. I think that's the biggest problem. The Dodgers lack consistency. It's, um, you know, it's just one of those things. When you look at the just teams that are consistently good, you look at the Cardinals, you look at the Cubs, they don't seem to have these issues. There's something about the Dodgers, and this has been an ongoing problem for years. This isn't just this year alone. This has been a problem that we've had, we've seen as fans for what the last four years. This lack of situational hitting. Uh, you know what? Let's bring in uh, let's bring in Mike Conley to help us uh, figure out this uh, hitting situation. Hello, um, Mike. Whoever's in there now, I think it might be Mark or Matt. But uh, hey, Mike. Steve did the last show, and he had to click something on the switchboard Mike, we're live. in order for me Mike. to hear him. But Mike. I was able to hear Ben the whole time. And, Mike, uh, can you I, hear me? I can't hear Joshua or Mike, can you hear me? Uh, the engineer on this one. Hello? Conley, can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? Okay. We're still trying to get uh, Mike. He is uh, back in Boston uh, visiting family, so we're still trying to get him on the air. Um, you know, a lot of a lot has been made about the Dodgers bullpen. The Dodgers bullpen has actually been better this year than the Giants. The uh, the Dodgers pen has a, entering uh, this weekend series had a three point one two ERA versus the Giants three point six nine. The bullpen is actually not the Dodgers' problem. It is the bats. You know, we it's it. It all comes down to the bats, just this lack of, of hitting with runners in scoring position. The other day against Samarja, the Dodgers left eight men on base, seven in scoring position. This, is, this has just been a theme 
for the last few years. And no one seems to be able to figure it out. We've had Mark McGuire. We've had John Valentin. We've had Turner Ward. No one can figure this out. You know, where do the Dodgers go from here? That's why I bring up the question of if, if Ryan Braun is out there, even though I believe he has $95 million left on his contract, do you bring him in? You know, who knows? You're eating up a lot of money. Although you did just drop a lot of weight losing Crawford and, uh, and Alex Guerrero. But it's, uh, it's, it's the biggest problem facing the Dodgers, in my opinion. The bats. Forget the bullpen. The bullpen has actually been pretty steady. Adam Libertor has been great. Casey Fine has been great. Uh, Jansen had two shaky outings against the Giants, even though Friday he got the save, but he did load the bases. Saturday, if you were watching, you all saw that he blew the save, his third blown save of the year. But this one hurts a little more because it, it's against the Giants, and it stings, especially with... Uh, with Aegon, you know, hitting that monster home run in the 10th inning. Turner hitting that big home run to tie the game in the 8th. I mean, it was, uh, that one stung a little bit. Like, if Jansen had blown that save against anyone else, it would not have been as bad. So, that's the question. Where's the help going to come from with the bats? I mean, are they, oh, maybe they'll come around. Maybe Puig will figure it out. Uh, Puig is starting a rehab start uh, Monday, tomorrow in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. So if you're in the area, you can actually check him out over there at the uh, Quake Stadium over there in uh, Rancho. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. This is, uh, this is, this is tough. Um, you know, this is the one where we can't see help down the line because with the pitching, you can see help down the line. Urias, who pitched amazing today, I thought, yeah, he gave up the home run to Brandon Belt, but he was honestly amazing. Seven strikeouts today. He had 18 strikeouts in 14 innings, which was great. I mean, imagine when this kid really learns how to pitch. He's only 19. This kid learns how to pitch. Uh, you know, I think we got something special. You got Frankie Montez, who I think is a wild card and who I believe will be up, not out of the bullpen. I think this guy is going to be a starter within the next few weeks here. With Urias on a strict limit, you know, pitching limit. I think you're going to see Frankie Montez come up. He has been killing it in the minors right now. He um, uh, he went from, um, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. He, uh, you know, he was projected to come out of the bullpen. Buster only now expects him to start in the rotation. I think you'll see it because with uh, Urias on that limit, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see Montez up. I think you'll see De Leon up, who has been pitching again. Uh, he was injured coming back. Brandon McCarthy pitching in the minors on Monday. Um, Ryu, allegedly, is supposed to start a rehab start, but uh, we've all seen how that goes for Hunjin Ryu. So pitching is not the issue, but we have no bats coming around. None. Grandal's hitting below 200. Um, I don't know if A.J. Ellis is the, you know, Ellis is a good catcher. He throws people out, sees a lot of pitches per at bat. Not great with the bat, though. Oh, boy. It's, uh, it's just, this hitting is just an issue. Oh. Wait, I think we have uh, Conley coming in. Mike, can you hear me? I got you a little bit, Josh, here. It's going to be faint, uh, but I can hear you a little bit. Uh, can... How's everything, my man? Oh, everything's good. I was uh, just talking about how, you know, the Dodgers pitching is not the issue. It's the hitting. You're absolutely right. It, the... And, you know, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, Kenley... You know, the guy who's been 
impenetrable all year. I had to take that tough lock loss yesterday and a real heartbreaker for the Giants. But, you know, it really is. You've you got to point to the hitting in that instance. I think they were one for nine with runners in scoring position and, and left a, quite a few people on base. Yeah, they left uh, They left 11 people on base total, eight with an eight in scoring position. Eight! And Terrible. So, and Samarja was not good. Uh, they, they, I mean, what, he went four innings, seven hits, I think three walks, and they only got the two runs. You know, it was... I was posing the question earlier, do the Dodgers need to go after that Ryan Braun? Do they need to bring in that bat? Because they're pitching right now, as a bullpen, their ERA is 3.12. That's not, you know, that's better than the Giants. Yet, we just, against the Giants, this, I looked this up, this is, uh, in the last three years, they have, had, they have scored three runs or less now f- 13 times, and they are now three and 10 in those games. They just are yeah. not getting it done with the bat. And, and I don't think it's just, it's not great pitching by the Giants. They just are not hitting. It, this is not, it's not, you know, it's not Bumgarner, Kershaw. It's not that level of pitching. It's, it's been mediocre pitching and really poor hitting. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, to be honest, you know, Josh, it's really kind of the same old Dodgers, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is kind of the way they've been the last three or four years where, their big question marks are back end of the rotation, uh, the the bullpen, and situational hitting. And so you look at the bullpen, you know, a, a, a much maligned group and somebody I've lambasted very regularly on this program, and you look at what they've done, they've improved every month. Yeah, uh, they, you know, they, they have. Um, had an ERA, I think, in the high threes in uh, April. In May, they had one in kind of the mid to high twos. And then so far in June, they have like the best ERA. Uh, going into Saturday's game, I think they had the best uh, bullpen ERA in the majors for the month of June. Now, sure, that's a half a month sample size, not even. But it just shows trending in the right direction. Maybe we're kind of getting some of those pieces. Uh, but the situational hitting is... It's just a sad state of affairs, and one that continues to be an Achilles heel for this Dodgers team. Yeah. The the thing is, is like I just don't think Ryan Braun is the quick fix. I mean, it's good to point that because that he has a track record of being able to mash, but he also has a track record of you know bold facing <laughs> lying to people saying he wasn't taking PEDs. So <laughs> that I'm not in a hurry to bring that guy in. <laughs> and you know, I know it's kind of like people are looking for a consistent consistently productive outfielder, you know, where with Puig going down, but and Jock being kind of up and down and there being no ether. But, you know, maybe Trace Thompson is the guy that's emerging as that. You know, I, I'm a big fan of his. But the the bullpen has been kind of showing it around, like, turning it around a little bit. So the thing is, is like no none of these old timers are hitting. It's like No, they're not. Got, it's it's I mean, I thought Turner actually looked good in the first two games. I'm like, oh, right. he might be coming out of his slump a little bit. And then today he laid an egg again. And in fact, he got ejected today uh, for arguing that uh, called strike three against him in the eighth inning. But every time they show signs of life, it just gets zapped away within a game or two. It's, it's that quickly. And I, I don't know what the fix is. Maybe Ethier coming back will provide some stability and consistency to the lineup. Well, I mean, who knows? I, mean, I think you just got to assume that these guys, the Gonzaleses, I mean, but especially Turner and Kendrick, are going to, you know, uh, perform more to their norm. I mean, these guys are like 280 hitters that are hitting like sub 230, you know? And it's really sad because 
turn up. I mean, June is usually when that guy starts to turn it up. Yeah, exactly. And then we have the, I mean, right now, catcher is a hole with the bat. Grandal's below 200. You know, Ellis, Ellis is what Ellis is. He's a 220 hitter who, yeah, he sees a lot of pitches and draws a lot of walks, but he's a 220 hitter. You know, so. Yeah, he's Kershaw's caddy. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, do you give Austin Barnes a shot? I mean, can he swing the bat? If Grandal is not hitting, why not give Austin Barnes a shot? He's proved his versatility earlier this year, playing even second base and outfield for this team. And, you know, that is one of the, the, um, the good parts of this team is is they do have this versatility. You know, you just got to play the guys that hit. I mean, I kind of like what uh, Skip's doing with uh, Turner, just try and get him going uh, by putting him in different spots in the lineup. Oh, yeah. But maybe the spot in the lineup for him is further down and just like kind of wor- say, hey, just co- keep playing good defense. Or he muffed one today. But, you know, play good defense and the bat will come around. And, you know, maybe he'll stop pressing a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, well, before you came on, I was uh, mentioning that um, uh, with the, with the, in regards to the, the bullpen and the Dodgers pitching staff, it looks like um, well, Uri has pitched great today. I thought he was great. Absolutely fantastic. He had seven strikeouts again, just like he did against the Braves. Actually, 18, I said earlier, 18 strikeouts in 14 innings. When this kid learns how to pitch, I think he's going to be special. I really do. Uh, oh yeah, he he's had that- fantastic. I mean, just seeing what we did. I mean, he's not taking the world by storm like Fernando Mania or anything like that. But he's had four starts now in the majors, and he's improved in every one. Exactly, and he's doing it against some pretty heady competition. Yeah, talk about throwing someone to the wolves. You stick him out against the Cubs, the Mets, or the excuse me, the Mets, then the Cubs, and now the Giants. Three of the best teams in the National League. This was, I mean, this was trial by fire, and I thought he actually came out of it pretty good. I thought he, he definitely looked- did. It <laughs> seems like the things he has to work on, he's going back, and in his like mid-stop bullpens, he's working on those, and you can kind of see it. It's like he had, you know, kind of a problem with the walks. I think he had like four or five in his first start. Yeah, and then like, like what's he had? Like one walk in each of the last three yeah he he cut down the walks and i i still think that strike zone was a little small for him against the mets personally i i watched that game and it was a lot of questionably close close calls there but um yeah i mean but you, you want the, he he is striking out guys on like a kershaw level i mean he really is you know and so even in that first start he still had what three strikeouts in the two innings i think something like that so He's he. I think he's going to be something special. He's still learning. The guy's only 19 years old. I mean, I, I, I I'm so glad that the Dodgers never got rid of him. Kind of a bummer. And you know, we've we've this kind of goes in hand in hand when we've been talking about this guy this year. Is his innings limit? He's probably going to maybe pitch 60 more innings for the rest of the year, and then he's going to be shut down. Yeah, and I think uh, I think you're going to see Frankie Montez as a starter. Uh, Buster only was talking about it uh, the other day. He's been just destroying the competition right now in AAA, so they're going to start upping his workload. I think he's going to fill out that back end of the rotation. If um, well, let's. I don't think Ryu's coming back. He's supposed to rehab again starting this week. We'll see how that goes. Uh, McCarthy did throw uh, for the Quakes in Rancho, so maybe McCarthy comes back. You know, I mean Wood's still out, so. You, I know the Dodgers aren't high on Bolsinger, so that's why I think I think you're going to see Montez up here to start, and I think you're going to see De Leon up out of the bullpen. 
I think it's what's going to wind up happening here towards the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of anything goes with like that that fifth starter spot, maybe even the the fourth starter spot. I think you're going to see a group of about you know six guys you know revolving in and out of that spot due to innings limits, ineffectiveness, what have you. And then, but yeah, Montas is a guy that you know we really kind of kept our eye early on in the season about him potentially helping in the bullpen but you know he's been pitching so great at triple a that that you got to lengthen him out and uh you know look at him give him a real look as a starter yeah it's uh it'll be curious to see what they do i mean i still i i'm hoping these bats i mean that's the thing for four years we've been hoping these bats come around it's just it's uh it, they just they don't seem to click at the same time they just can't see you know when you see teams like the royals last year you know they're hitting guy yeah guys only hit 280 270 it wasn't like they were lighting the world on fire but they were all hitting at one time and you're just not seeing that with the dodgers you don't see them as a unit just hitting at one time but like not only so much as hitting all at one time but even just hitting at the right time you know getting those guys you know like you know, Gonzalez is hitting 284, you know, for the season, which is pretty good. But, like, what's he hitting with runners in scoring position? Probably yeah. less than 250. Yeah, and know? normally he he's a, a plus 300 hitter with runners in scoring position. Yeah, they're just it's they're just not delivering. And, I mean, what is – I mean, you know, people blame McGuire last year. He's gone, and, and it's not like it's going to make a difference. I believe uh, his team's only five points higher than the Dodgers, .05, not, you know, like – Dodgers hitting two thirty two, they're hitting two thirty seven, right. So it's not, it's, it's just. I don't think there's anything Turner Ward can do. This seems to be just a collective issue with the Dodgers, as it has been for years. It's just an issue they have that it's, it's now become the white elephant in the room. It's no longer the bullpen to me. It has become uh, the hitting, the situational hitting. To me, that's now the biggest white elephant. You know, elephant in that room now. No question. No question. And it's like, what do you do in this instance? You know, it's not like these is the young guys that aren't really hitting and you just sit them down and put in another young guy and see who really gets going. The young guys have been great. Seager's been great. Thompson's been great. Jock, you know, is trying to find that consistency still, but is still a great talent. Yeah. And is playing a good defensive center field. But it's these guys, Kendra, Turner, and Gonzalez, guys that you look, and even Grindal to a lesser extent. I mean, that he's not in there certainly because he's a good receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's in there for his bat. If oh. we're not getting any <laughs> any hitting out of that, um, you know, catch a spot. I would rather see Bonds or or even Ellis. Yeah, at least you know, at but, least Ellis takes pitches and draws walks on occasion. You right. know, with Grandal right now, I mean, yeah, the sole reason he's in the game really is for hitting, because. As a defensive catcher and even as a game caller, I think uh, I think Ellis is better uh, in both respects. So it's uh, it, it's just it's just frustrating as a fan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did I see that Corey Seager played a little catcher this week? Uh, you know, I did not see that. I, I if, I, if he did, the I missed extra it. inning game uh, versus the Giants was it Saturday? Oh, you know what? I believe you are right. I believe I you think, are right. I think they did think, throw him back there. I think he caught like the tenth inning. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, speaking of which, um, we should talk about the draft 
because they drafted oh, a catcher. Yeah. I was going to ask you about yeah. that because I mean that, this is it doesn't get the fanfare that the NBA and the NFL draft get, uh, but you know it's it is your yearly opportunity to try and pluck some young talent to uh, bolster your roster. Yeah, and curiously, they took a, a kid from uh, not the University of Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin, because he's only eighteen. Uh, shortstop with their first pick. Uh, he is a pure shortstop. He's got a good arm. Uh, his name's Gavin Lux. Um, it's curious that they took him. Does that mean... Because they have no second baseman of the future, really. So does that mean Seager or him could potentially move to second? I wonder if that's the thinking down the line. You would think. I mean, I think that... Um... I, you just got to draft those hard to find positions. You got to think of a guy's athletic enough to play shortstop. He can play second base, no problem. You know, it's kind of like going that route in football where you just don't draft safeties. You just draft all corners and you yeah. convert corners to safeties. You know. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I, although, um, <laughs> speaking of trouble with the bats, they do say that Lux needs trouble with has trouble with his swing. That they think oh, his, sw- his swing is going to be a problem at the next level. Uh, but they did draft a catcher um, in, uh, uh, you know, with that, the baseball draft gets complicated, but you know how they had that 1A pick? They right. had the brown one and then 1A. They drafted uh, a kid named Will Smith, who, from all accounts, is pretty similar to Austin Barnes. Is he from West Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, born and raised. I think on the playground was where he spent most of his days. That's it. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's from. Uh, well, he played at Louisville, um, but it's uh, it's a good baseball school these days. Yeah, it is, and uh, and that's why I think he his stock rose. Uh, I think he's been playing. He played well down the stretch here uh, for Louisville. Um, it was curious, although he is athletic. He's got above average speed. He's got a good arm. He didn't actually catch that much in college. He played a lot of infield, you know, even some pitcher. So it's curious. He seems to be like like Barnes again. Like Barnes, he's a multi-positional guy. So I'm curious. Uh, you know, he seems like a solid pick. Um, they took uh, oddly enough the first time in a few years they have not taken a pitcher first in the draft. Normally they wow. always go after pitchers. Uh, what the guy they drafted last year, uh, Bueller, Bueller. Is that his name? Walker Bueller, I believe his name is. Bueller? Bueller? Bueller. I believe uh, he he had Tommy John surgery, so I think he's pitching again in the minors now. Uh, So he didn't pitch last year. So it's, uh, yeah, it's curious that uh, I think baseball doesn't get the fanfare because there's, how how many rounds in baseball do you pick? (laughs) Oh, I think they pick until they're tired, honestly. (laughs) I think I remember Piazza was like a 57th round pick. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, J.T. Snow also was a late round pick, wasn't he? I believe for the Angels back in those days, way back then. Oh, wow, was he? Man, that was a nice score by them. Yeah, they got Tim Salmon and J.T. Snow, I believe, in the same draft, actually. I think you're right. Those Angels teams. But yeah, Piazza. um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there that that might have been the 87 draft. But, you know, maybe it was 86. Uh, you know, I was it that might have been. <laughs> um, one guy I did see they picked up. They uh, picked him up later on in like the thirty-second round. But I, what I read on him was, what I read on him was, um, he ruptured his esophagus last year eating a steak. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like something 
Mama Cass did back in uh, back. Didn't she? I know it did, was it true, but did she have a heart attack while eating a ham sandwich? Isn't that the uh, the story? Who's this now? <laughs> Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh. <laughs> the rumor oh, oh, was oh. that she was so big. I don't know, man. You know, you know that better than I. <laughs> I just I, that was a that was quite a pull for me, but uh, <laughs> especially considering that was before my time. But um, <laughs> they did take they did take two pitchers right after uh, Smith and Lux, uh, a kid named uh, Jordan Sheffield, who who pitched for Vanderbilt just last Friday. Didn't pitch great, but um, he's six six, I believe. Uh, no, he's not the six six one. They have they they took one pitcher. Uh, what's his name? Dustin May was the pitcher they took. That's like six six, you know, one hundred eighty five pounds. Looks a lot like uh, what's his face from the Mets. Um, looks no, the guy. No, Degrom. He looks like Degrom. Gotcha. Lanky frame. Uh, Got the flow. Yeah, lanky frame. He. Uh, He's got good velocity, good hard slider, but uh, rumor is he needs some. He has some delivery issues. They're gonna have to yeah. fix. Uh, they took Sheffield was the kid they took out of Vanderbilt. Um, and Vanderbilt, you know, past 10, 15 years, you know, ever since David Price went there, that's been a pretty good hotbed for uh, baseball talent. Yeah, aren't they in the uh, college? Uh, I believe they're in the college World Series right now. Is that what's going I on? I think so. Yeah, I think so. My squad, Boston College, got bounced out today. <laughs> so. Uh, and he didn't pitch very well, but he's got um, he's got an electric arm, but his uh, he's some command issues that he's gonna have to work out. So you know, pitchers pitchers are plenty coming around. I'm I I was really hoping that with that you know with that twentieth pick in the draft that they would have tried to snag the biggest bat they could have, regardless of position, just right. a guy who can rake, because they really need someone who can rake, and it just it seems that they just can't seem to get a guy who can do that. No, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of tough because, you know, in this league more than the other two, and this is probably a big reason why, uh, you know, those other two drafts get a little more fanfare, it, it, it's more apt that kids are going to be able to come in and kind of make an impact on the Major League roster right away in those sports, as opposed to Major League Baseball, where you're look, looking at these kids that are coming out of high school, and you kind of got in the back of your mind that, yeah, they're not going to college, but they're going to go to college. They're going to go to college in the minor leagues. Oh yeah. So you kind of think about them as kind of a three- to four-year project down there. So it's it's less about looking at hitters or if you need pitches and all this stuff and just all about you know stacking depth throughout every level of the minors uh, you know, at every position. Which the Dodgers have done a great job of uh, in recent years. I mean, their best farm system right now, they have done a really good job with that. You just, uh, it's just now they seem to, now they need to start thinking about putting it together. And that was my, I mentioned that to you, was it last week or the week before, where, you know, are they really built to win this year? I said at the beginning of the season they were at best an 85 win team. And I, I'm sticking to that. That looks kind of like what they're going to do. Um, and it really has nothing to do with the starting pitching, it really has to do with the hitting. I mean, this is, it's, you know, it's true. It's true. And the only thing I can tell you is to kind of keep take solace in, and you know, to tell all the Dodger fans out there, it's like just keep in mind these guys, these veteran guys that have hit in the past and have long careers of hitting in the major leagues are not hitting right now, and the Dodgers are still sitting. Even with the loss tonight, I believe two games over five hundred. Yeah, and five games back of the Giants. So that's about that 85 win pace you were talking about yeah and 
they still really haven't started hitting the ball, especially in those situational situations that we've been talking about, runners in scoring position, runners in scoring position with two outs. And, and you just got to hope that that's going to turn around. I mean, Justin Turner is the type of guy that at times over the past two years, you know, has carried this ball club for months at a time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, we just need a kind of the semblance of that type of hitter to take hold. And to Howie Kendrick being the on-base percentage guy and, you know, 285, 290 hitter that we've come to expect rather than this, this 225 version. Yeah, and, and uh, Kendrick was, was a, a doubles man. I mean, you talk, he, he was, he's a gap hitter. I mean, that's what he does. You know, yeah. it's because uh, it's, it's not the power numbers that concern me. You know, power numbers, the Royals won last year with, uh, uh, what, how many home runs they had? I don't even think they had. Did they have a guy hit 20 home runs last year? I can't, oh, I, don't, I, would, I, don't think I they wouldn't did. be surprised if they did. I think maybe Hosmer got there or uh, Moustakis, but just barely. Yeah, so it's not the power numbers. It's, it's the situational hitting. It's, it's, you know, but still, again, we're not seeing guys really move. We're not seeing guys run. I mean, the Dodgers are so bad in stolen bases. They're dead last in the league. You know, maybe we got to try to jumpstart it a little bit. <laughs> and it, it's kind of shocking to me to have a guy like Dave Roberts, you know, uh, a guy that has on his resume the biggest clutch steal in postseason history, yeah. <laughs> you know, wouldn't stop running these guys and try and make some things happen. Yeah, I mean, so is it him or is it management telling him not to run these guys? Because as we know, management likes to butt in with the lineup. So uh, it's, it's hard to say, you know, you just don't know. Um, I actually think Roberts is getting better. Uh, with handling the bullpen, uh, I think I think he's improving. Um, well, the, the numbers are proven out. Yeah, at the very least, he has stopped using Baez, which makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Baez is one of those guys, much like the Dodger hitting. Oh, he's got good stuff. He's got good stuff. He just hasn't put it together. Yeah, it's been three years. We have not seen him put it together yet. He has a right. fastball. That's all he has. That's and it. if it's not moving, it's meat. It's just it's just there across the middle of the plate. Oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's it's ninety nine. If it's right down the center, these major league hitters are going to hit it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna crush it. So I, I'm happy with that. Uh, I mean, knock on wood. Aside from the game against the Cubs, Libertor has been amazing. Uh, Casey Fine today got worked around a leadoff triple today. You know, with, with uh, and Libertor came in for the hold. It was a nice piece of pitching by both of them. So. Yeah, the and these, that Casey Fine thing, man. Casey Fiend, Casey Fine. Yeah, Fiend, Fine. We'll call him Fine because he's pitching Fine right now. But um, those are the type of under the radar moves, which is why you know you pay your scouting department to be able to pluck these guys, you know, and like able to kind of tinker with your bullpen there. So you're not in a situation where at the deadline where you're kind of held over the barrel, and all of a sudden you maybe deplete some of that first-rated farm system for guys that, you know, aren't really that good. But because it's a seller's market, whether it be arms in the bullpen or arms in the starting rotation, that you get raked over the coals in a deal, and, and that would be unfortunate. Yeah, and that, and actually that brings me back to uh, Montez, who was within that deal for Trace Thompson. I mean, the really, the Dodgers were just the facilitator for the Todd Frazier deal. You know, sending Frazier to to the White Sox, and it turns out they might have gotten two legit starters from that deal. 
Yeah, well, uh, and that 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 that's a feather in the cap to the scouting department. Yeah, because you look at a guy like Trace Thompson, and it's like Frankie Montez. He had some shine as a prospect, but Thompson, like he his minors numbers are not impressive in the least. It seems like he's one of those odd guys that doesn't start hitting till he gets to the major leagues and. The, the Dodgers are, are one team that's thankful for that. Oh, yeah, especially especially this year because it allowed them to cut ties with Crawford finally. So, oh, yeah. I mean, if nothing if nothing else, remember Trace Thompson is the guy who did that. This is the, he was the Thank one who you. allowed the Dodgers to move on from Carl Crawford. That's it. That's it. So I, I do believe no one has claimed him off waivers. Uh, I know Guerrero, I think, was outright released, Alex Guerrero. Yeah. So uh, Crawford can't be too far behind here. Probably what, tomorrow, Tuesday, he'll be he'll have given he'll be given his outright release. Uh, I although with Crawford, I can see teams like you know a team like the Angels, who need some you know who need some hitting. The Tigers, there's a couple teams out there who could who I think will take a flyer on Crawford, especially if they're not paying his salary. I think uh, yeah, the, how, uh, that's what I, my next question was. So a team does pick him up. It's uh, it's the it's. You know, still the Dodgers playing the full freight on something like that? Yeah, if he's outright released, I do believe the Dodgers have to pay that salary. Wow. Um, if someone picks him up off waivers, they don't. Yeah, well, uh, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so, um, so, but I could, I could definitely see a few teams, you know, in the mix, even teams in the mix taking a flyer at him. You right. know, uh, even a team like the Cardinals might take a flyer at him. They've been struggling scoring runs, too. I mean, today they had a nice game, but, at, you know, they're – they're what two games? I think they're the same boat as the Dodgers. I think they're two games above five hundred. So um, they've been being, playing better baseball lately than the Dodgers, though. Uh, that's true. I mean, <laughs> this was the 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 Dodgers hitting against the Rockies. <laughs> aside from the second game when they won four to three, the other two games it was so futile. I believe in those other two games they had five hits total in two games yeah. uh, against the Rockies. That was it's the Rockies. That was just that was just pathetic. I mean that was there's no other way to say it. That was just sad. It's not like the Rockies have have lights out pitchers. I mean Yeah, that that was very sad to see the uh Maeda pitched two out of three at home. Maeda pitched amazing. Yeah. And May, yeah, Maeda's start, they just wasted it. Yeah, it was he pitched great and they just wasted that that you know that outing. It's uh you know, I mean Casimir didn't have his best stuff uh, yesterday, but he got out of it. You know, uh, actually, Casimir, most of the damage uh, to his ERA is done in the first inning. Uh, if he gets out of that first inning, he's going to be smooth. If he doesn't, it's going to be a little shaky. Uh, but I was, uh, I believe, 25 of the runs he's given up has come after the first inning. You know, that's about 56 innings that he's only given up 25 runs. But in that first inning, he gets pounded. That's where the majority of his runs come in. Yeah. So, you know, so if you go to Casimir games, just hope he gets out of the first inning. He should be OK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's it's unfortunate because it looked like he was turning uh, turning a corner there, you know, a week and a half ago. But now he's like getting back in. And when he walks, guys, that's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, that's that's his issue is the walks. You know, if he he's if he's missing like that, he's going to be he's in for a long game. It's uh, that's, that was uh, you know, that was Kershaw actually at the beginning of his career. Uh, if Kershaw was walking guys, you know, I mean, granted, he still was only giving up two, three runs a game, but that was usually when it happened was, uh, he got in trouble with walking guys. Ryu's the same thing. If he starts walking guys and Ryu's a lot like Casimir, they usually, 
Ryu always had one bad inning in the first three innings. That was where he got in trouble, you know. And then if he if he worked around that, he was good the rest of the game. You know, right. it was uh, and it was the same thing. Once they they start missing, that's the problem. And that was Jansen's problem. Jansen had a shaky outing Friday, even though he got the save, and then he got hammered Saturday. But he was not throwing strikes. I mean, here's a guy who normally that's all he does. He comes in and throws strikes. And Friday and Saturday, he he did not look good. Um, I don't know if it's overuse. You know, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> is uh, is he getting a little t- tired? Do we got to give him a couple? You know, give him a few days rest. You know, because uh, you know he's been so dependable. I mean, it is still only his third blown save of the year, but um, it, it was. I uh, watching it. He was. I mean, he was missing and he was missing bad. He was missing high. You know, his ball just was not moving, and. You know, hopefully it's just a little, you know, two games. He gets, you know, he turns the next game, he comes in, he'll be fine. Uh, but Friday and Saturday, you know, it was it was dicey there. It was a little shaky. I was, uh, I was nervous for that. You know, you didn't want to waste another good game from Kershaw, who has the best ERA at AT&T Park, like, since AT&T Park has opened. He has wow. a better ERA than any Giants pitcher even. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I like the matchup tonight. I like the Dodgers' chances in the rubber match of the series. But, you know, Jake Peavy decided to pitch like it was 2007 for some reason. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, that's a guy I thought was absolutely done. You know, was kind of out there pitching on vapors for the past, like, season and a half. And it, it, that just goes to show you how, how – quiet the uh dodger bats are right now that that guy's uh doing what he did yeah and and today i was i talked about it earlier ag ellis you know here it wasn't even grandall was ellis had a bat at bat two guys on no outs right into a double play you know off p off pv who guys have been teeing off pv i mean this was this was just uh he was uh they wasted uh utley went three for four today they wasted three hits from utley couldn't couldn't get him anywhere you know (laughs) You're I mean, leaving. that guy's, you know, that guy's 49. If he gets <laughs> three hits, you got to win that game. Exactly. Utley, <laughs> Utley gets on base three times in game, hits, walks, whatever it is. got to bring him home at least once. <laughs> you would think. You would think. It's, uh, you know, like I like Seager batting second. However, I've always been a fan of, I liked when the Dodgers had Mark Ellis hitting second. Remember Mark Ellis? Um, because sure, kind of a guy that could handle the bat, lay a bunt down for you, yeah. uh, you know, work the count. Work the count, very rarely struck out, and very rarely hitting the double plays. So he usually, 80% of the time, was moving the runner over. And I like Seager so much, but sometimes I wonder if batting him second is the best thing. If you might want to take a flyer on someone like Jacques who can, and teach him to throw some bunts down out there. Try to get guys over. Jacques's got good speed. You know, but like I said, when they were moving Turner up and down, trying to move things around, mix it up a little bit, try to jumpstart the offense somehow. You know, try yeah, to... I wouldn't mind seeing Seager in that three-hole. Yeah, exactly. Move Seager, yeah. move Seager down a spot, see what happens. Just maybe move Turner up into the two-hole. You know? Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't mind having seeing you sit Turner. And, like, you know, I think Utley is still our best leadoff option. And then maybe... You know, play Kendrick at third and have him hitting that two hole. Yeah, just something to to try to, you know, if guys get on, start moving them over a little bit, getting them in the scoring position. 
you know, and then let Seager and Gonzalez, who are your two best hitters right now, try to knock them in, you know, instead of hitting Seager in that two spot, you know, so it's, uh, it'll be curious to see. I mean, you got the Diamondbacks coming up this week in Arizona, you know, another big series that they got to, you know, they got, they got to show up for this series. They really do. It's, uh, it's one of those things. I mean, I believe what you're going to get, uh, Bolsinger, Maeda, and Kershaw, I think, against the Diamondbacks. I think is uh, right. how the rotation is. Bolsinger, Granky tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, you, let's see if they can uh, do some damage against Granky. Although he has been pitching better as of late. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm just hoping that the bats come alive a little bit. A little more hitter-friendly park. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then it's back to the ravine for a four-game set with uh, Milwaukee? Yes. Nice. Speaking of Ryan Braun, as I brought up earlier. <laughs> We're going to get first-hand look at Ryan Braun, and a guy that's certainly to be moved by the deadline, you would think. Anyway, uh, although he does have $95 million left on his deal. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. The, the guy I would kind of maybe want, especially now where we're not getting any hits out of that catcher position, the guy I'd want off of Milwaukee is Jonathan Lucroy. And hopefully he and kind of returns back to form. That uh, Wasn't he an all-star? He was all-star, right? <laughs> he was an all-star last year, and he kind of got out to a slow stop, but he, he's been pretty pretty, uh, pretty much raking the last month. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll We'll have to hope the bats come alive. You know, uh, Turner Ward going against his old team, maybe he has some insight there. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's hitting's a contagious thing, you know? So you just got to get one guy going, you know, one of these old thoughts, and, like, you know, hopefully the next old thought will, will start hitting too. All right, Mike. So uh, uh, you I say w- that with the utmost respect. <laughs> so you will, uh, you're going to be in Boston one more week, right? You're going to be back in Massachusetts one more week? Yes, and, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and then, uh, keeping it uh, down here on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, there aren't many Dodgers fans out here, but I'm spreading <laughs> the word anyways. <laughs> well, that's good. You got to – well, no one can watch them on TV here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, nice. Which, uh, you know, what, what, one day we should talk about how the lack of them being on TV is going to hurt future fandom. Uh, but that might be a story for uh, another time. I hear you. Hopefully we're talking about Dodger wins next week. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping uh I'm just I, I just like to see some life. <laughs> so uh all right, Mike, uh we'll let you go as it's uh what about was it about one in the morning over there? <laughs> one AM, baby. All right. <laughs> we'll let you go. Um Mike Conley, ladies and gentlemen, he has no Twitter. So uh I don't know how you want to get hold of him. <laughs> And uh, me, I am uh, I am Joshua Gershon. You can my Twitter is at uh, Gersh13. Uh, please do not confuse me with uh, Josh Gershon, the uh, the college basketball scout. Uh, that has happened a couple times. Uh, that is it for this week on uh, Dodger Rap 360. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to uh, get at me on Twitter. Comment on the show on uh, YouTube. Um, we're open to suggestions. We're open to uh, you, you know, little criticism, but constructive. <laughs> All right, folks. That'll do it this week on uh, Dodger Rap. See you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.